0: Professional football in America is a special game. And yes, it is that time on your Saturday morning. Whatever you got, I need. All your football in one show. This is L.A. Gridiron Weekly with Kirk Morrison. Let's set this place on fire. We ain't gonna do nothing fancy, We're gonna play on fire. Whatever you got today, I got to have it. It's What You Wanted, a show completely dedicated to football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Saturday on 710 ESPN from 9 to 11 a.m., Kirk Morrison is live and local and all over the Rams and the entire NFL. USC-UCLA, the biggest high school football stories from across the Southland and taking your calls all morning. Here we go. Let's go. Let's, got to deal, Let's, go. Let's go. All, all we go. got to do is take care of business. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. Be and awesome. We'll get out of here with another time. This is L.A. Gridiron Weekly with Kirk Morrison. 710 ESPN.
1: Welcome in, welcome in, and welcome in. The time is now. It is finally here. Yes, it is finally here, everybody. A football show in Los Angeles. Can you hear me? A football show in Los Angeles. I am so excited to be with you. I am Kirk Morrison, former NFL star, eight-year NFL veteran in the National Football League, current Rams Pre-game, halftime post analyst also you can see me through college football on espn as well as on serious radio i do nfl radio as well i'm all over the place when it comes to football i am your guy but i'm so excited to launch this show la gridiron weekly all right we're gonna even use the hashtag l-a-g-w let's take this thing over los angeles there's so much that I want to get to because this show is really about the football fans that, that that want to hear about football, that want to hear what's going on in your local market, what's going on nationally. There's just a lot that I want to get into because we don't have the time. We are so spoiled here in Los Angeles, place where I've lived the last 15 years. So I understand that football sometimes can get pushed to the wayside. So, When I just thought about this show, and first of all, I got to give a shout-out to Amanda Brown, Tim McCarthy, all those involved here at 710 ESPN for the opportunity to bring a football show to Los Angeles where we can talk a little bit of everything. This is going to be our safe space, everybody, our safe space to call in, react. Give me your thoughts. Give me your just, just questions, whatever you may have. Guess what? I got you. I am your guy. I will go through my credentials in a little bit later, okay? I'll give you my resume uh, but this is our first show, so I'm excited to bring everything to you. But the only way that I know how to bring a show in, if this is going to be a football show, you know what? I, I get excited about it because as a former player, I, I'm, I'm a creature of habit. I'm all about routine. So for me, the only way to start off a show, to start off a football game, you got to have an opening kickoff. Let's get to the opening this
0: kickoff. Weekly with Kirk Morrison.
1: And with the flash of the cameras going on yes! oh, all right, go. It's time for the opening kickoff. Ah, the opening kickoff this week is sponsored by Travis in Ireland. Can you believe that? Travis in Ireland for this epic golf match that is now happening right now. You can watch it right now currently uh, on the ESPN Los Angeles Twitter page, ESPN Los Angeles Instagram page. Follow that. So that's our sponsor for today. So give a little shout out to our midday host, John Ireland, along with Steve Mason on the Mason in Ireland show. And my co-host, my buddy, my partner in crime, Mr. Travis Rogers here on ESPN 710. But I just want to give you guys a little bit. So now that we've kicked the ball off, we've kicked the show off, I just want to introduce you to everything that this show will be about. This show is going to be about Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Chargers. We're even going to go down, and yes, it's not too far away. For people who live in Los Angeles, this show will stretch into, you know, the the Inland Empire, and it'll stretch all the way to even Las Vegas. Because, we look, if you live in Los Angeles, this is still some Raider fans here. Trust me. I walk around downtown LA Live, and I'm still seeing some Raider jerseys. So, look, I just want to hit on the NFL, but more importantly, our Los Angeles teams, but even get out there to the desert a little bit. UCLA, USC, college football as well. It's one of the big passions that I have. Excited about that opportunity to talk a little bit of what's going on in at USC. Talk about what's going on at UCLA. Chip Kelly, Clay Heldon. So we've got a lot that I'm gonna get in, get into with that. But I've also fell in love, and actually, when I first became a broadcaster, um, I did high school football here in Los Angeles as well, CIF. So I love CIF high school football and some outstanding programs here that I can't wait to talk to some coaches. St. John Bosco, modern day. I can tell you all the names of the high schools that. Trust me, playing some good football. I want to give a shout out to them as well because this is going to be a football show and I cannot wait for you guys to interact with me. First of all, let me get to the number as well 877 710 ESPN, 877 710 3776. This is LA Gridiron Weekly with Kirk Morrison. And so finally, I'll tell you about who I am, my bio. Uh, Kirk Morrison here grew up in the Bay Area, Oakland, California, born and raised. Went to Bishop O'Dowd High School in Oakland, California, left the Bay Area, left Oakland, California, received a scholarship to San Diego State University where, um, you know, for me, I hate talking about my accomplishments or things that I did in college, but it is who I am. And this is who what makes up some of my credentials, what makes up for me being, uh, I think, the expert in the game of football. Where at San Diego State, I was a three-time All-American Uh, back-to-back conference defensive player of the year, Um, a lot of accolades, man, second-leading tackler in school history, so many things that I did in college that ultimately got me the opportunity. That's what I call the opportunity because that's what the NFL is, is an opportunity. I had an opportunity to get drafted and play in the National Football League with the Oakland Raiders. Back in 2005, I was drafted in the third round, 78th pick overall, and then from there, uh, I went on to enjoy an eight-year career, in the NFL eight years in the NFL five years in Oakland I got traded over to the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2010 and as a free agent in 2011 signed with the Buffalo Bills and spent my last two years in the NFL with the Buffalo Bills so yes I know a lot about different media markets whether it's the big markets whether it's the smaller markets whatever it may be I know what the appetite of football is around the country and after I retired, I went right into broadcasting. I became a broadcaster with my alma mater, San Diego State. I was the radio color analyst. Also, I called games for Fox NFL. So not only did I broadcast college, I was doing the NFL as well. And Actually, I one of my, my first game broadcasting in the NFL, first game was the actual St. Louis Rams, right? They were still in St. Louis before they moved to Los Angeles a couple of years later. So that's where I got my start. But eventually, look. The, the love for college football, the love for the NFL, it kind of intertwined. And as we know in the NFL, there's only maybe 16 games a week. Then you go into bye weeks There's just not enough games to go around. But with college football, there's always a ton of games. And there's always games going on at all times of the day. I decided, you know what? I'm going to be a college football broadcaster that gives me my open Saturdays, but then also allows me to concentrate on the NFL all day Sunday and it has been a blast I'm eight years removed I can't believe it eight years removed from the NFL eight years removed from the NFL I can't believe I feel like it was just yesterday in which I just came out and I was drafted and I'll get to my draft day story we'll have story time here on LA Gridiron Weekly we're going to have some of the great stories that I've been a part of the great players that I played with we're going to get into so much here on this show um but we've got nothing but time. We've got nothing but time. And that's why I want to lay the groundwork now for everybody out there listening about who I am, my credentials, my resume, the resume that I want you to know so that when you throw questions at me, I can give you answers. I'll let you know my opinion and you tell me how you feel. Because this show is really about all of us here in Los Angeles and everybody out there listening. This is the show of football that is 365. Right. Football does not have to end in Los Angeles. OK, it just does not. Because I know that there's a lot of people who've watched, you know, the Rams, they have watched the Chargers. And once the season's over in Los Angeles, we turn football off. Yeah, we do. And I'm like, OK, but that's not supposed to be the case. I'll get into that in just a little bit, because I want to talk about that. I want to talk about some of the news and notes around the National Football League, but more importantly, the Rams, the Chargers, just locally. Just get the temperature of fans in Los Angeles. Coming up at 9.55, right? I got a little halftime segment where we're halfway through the show. Okay, we'll go halfway through the show. We'll have a little halftime where you can just take a breather a little bit. Take a breather, but as you're taking that breather, I'm going to have Sam Farmer on, the L.A. Times columnist and sports writer, a guy who not only covered – the last relocation, well, the first relocation of 95, where the Raiders relocated to Oakland and the Raiders and the Rams relocated to St. Louis. Almost 20 years later, what happens? Both teams relocate again, but this time the Rams come back to Los Angeles, bring your football back. I'm going to have Sam Farmer, the guy who covered it back then, who covered it now. We're going to get a lot of insight on what's going on with the uh, with football in Los Angeles. So look here, so much to get to in this first show. I'm just laying the groundwork here for our show, your show. This is LA Gridiron Weekly every single week, 9 a.m. following Dr. Clapper. Look, we're just getting started, everybody. Your phone calls will be welcome. I'm okay to talk football. I'm okay to battle back and forth, but this is what we're going to get into. You got me? All right, here we go. Here we go. But coming up next, one of the things that, I realize, in living here in Los Angeles, how spoiled, how spoiled we are. I'll tell you more about that next, here on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. I forgot the, the different ways that you can reach me here on LA Gridiron Weekly. At Kirk Morrison on Twitter, at Kirk Morrison on Instagram. Look, your questions, your thoughts, just your comments, I'm welcome to everything. Because like I said, this is going to be our show, our safe place every Saturday, 9 a.m., following Dr. Clapper, where we're going to talk a little football. What's on your mind? What are you thinking? What are you thinking about your teams, especially here in Los Angeles, or even teams around the National Football League? I cover the entire National Football League as we approach the NFL draft coming up, by the way, 26 days away. So for everybody out there, Circle, we'll put that on the calendar, 26 days. Well, 26 days for the Chargers and the rest of the uh, the NFL, maybe some other teams. We know the Rams don't participate on the actual first day of the draft. They don't have a first-round pick for a couple more seasons. We're going to get into why they don't have a first-round pick uh, for many seasons to come. But, look, I want to hear from you as well, always the fans, and just talk football and what's on your mind. But before uh, we went to break, I, I realized – how spoiled we are, right? I I realized how spoiled the Los Angeles fan is. Having lived here for the last 15 years, my wife born and raised here, she's a UCLA grad. And obviously we've always had that back and forth because you grew up in Northern California, but you live in Southern California. People have their allegiances. And so for me, having lived here this long, you realize, you realize a lot. One of the big things that I realize is how spoiled people in Los Angeles are, especially right now. And guess what? I raise my hand as one of those people. I'm spoiled, I really am. And the reason why I say that is because as much as I love football, living in LA, when football season is over, (laughs) it is very easy to do what? Turn the page. That's what I feel like Los Angeles has been. You just turn the page to what's next up, right? (laughs) What's next up? And what I mean by that is it's always something going on because of the success of Los Angeles sports teams, whether it's, okay, football's over, but guess what? Oh, the Lakers are going, the Lakers are playing, and you turn the page or you turn the channel. You're watching LeBron James, Anthony Davis, you're watching those guys right now, and it's like, okay, yeah. You forgot all about football. Or if you're a Clippers fan, like, I know there's Clippers fans out there as well. Even though this is the home of the L.A. Lakers, 17 ESPN, there's Clippers fans out there, but you can watch them. Football kind of gets pushed away because we're spoiled. Oh, with LAFC. The LAFC is going to be coming up. LA Galaxy, MLS. You got those two teams, right? Oh, oh the Angels right? Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yeah, this show stretches all the way out to Orange County. Shout out to all my Orange County folks out there. Yeah, this show stretches out there. So when football season's over, people talking Mike Trout, Madden, a new coach. Like You got a lot going on. Not to mention USC, UCLA, especially right now, currently. And shout out to the UCLA men's basketball team. They will be playing in the final four. Outstanding. So think about that. In, in, in just a couple of months since the Rams were the last team in Los Angeles to be defeated in their season end, which ultimately made the season's end of football season in, in Los Angeles with its teams. We're spoiled in Los, in Los Angeles to do what? To be able to turn the page, turn the page to what's next up in sports, turn to what we love to see. And even now because of the pandemic, You can even turn on CIF, CIF high school football, if you need. There's so much always to do in Los Angeles in terms of your sports appetite. And that's where football sometimes gets pushed to the wayside. And you know what? I said no more, (laughs) no more, because there's so much information. There's so much that we need to get to from free agency that mentioned the draft or even just recapping the season. We don't have to turn the page anymore, everybody. We don't. We can come right here to LA Gridiron Weekly on ESPN 17. We can come right here and we can continue those conversations, continue those discussions that we need each and every week about what is going on in the NFL, whether it's the expansion of the season now. It's not 16 games. It's 17 games. We're going to get into all of that, all of that coming up. But it's okay to be spoiled. And it's okay to be spoiled when the teams are successful. The reigning NBA champions are the Los Angeles Lakers. The reigning World Series champions. Oh, yeah, that's the Los Angeles Dodgers. So when you have success with the teams that come after football season, look, trust me, I'm a creature of habit as well. I'm watching Laker games at night as well. I'm watching Dodger games as well as the season has just kicked off for them. But I understand how spoiled we are. And it's okay to be spoiled. Having lived in Buffalo, New York, people. Having lived in Jacksonville, Florida, people. Just let you guys know. As an NFL player, it ain't all fun. So as much as I say we're spoiled here in Los Angeles, we need to be appreciative. Please be appreciative. My last two years in Buffalo, I'll tell you this. In Orchard Park, New York, right? Buffalo, New York, people. It is... Buffalo Bills football all day long, 365. Well, I forget. They also have an NHL team, the Buffalo Sabres. So it is hockey, football, hockey, football, football, hockey, hockey, football, football, hockey, hockey, football. I mean, that's it. I'm literally, I've, like, you cannot continue to pick the onion of football each and every day, but yet that is what their market garners. They they can't turn the page. They're not playing soccer in, the, in January and February in Orchard Park, New York. It's just not going to happen. It's too cold. It's snowing. People are inside. Like, it's just not going to happen. So they're going to talk football all day long. They're not talking about the NBA. They're not talking about the Lakers and the Clippers, who's going to win the championship and who's going to be the MVP this year. These are our new additions. No. And having lived there, trust me, I turn on my local radio. I had to turn it down. Luckily, I had the ESPN app, by the way. <laughs> I can still listen to what was going on in Los Angeles because I was still a resident and I was able to you know, understand, listen to what was going on in my market. It was the same thing for when I lived in Jacksonville, when I played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are the only I'll repeat this. They are the only professional sports team in the city, in the county, in the area. OK, the Jacksonville Jaguar, the only so when you're talking about turning the page, you can't turn the page in Jacksonville. You can't, and this is not a shot at Jacksonville or Buffalo. Just the being real. This is what this show is about. Everybody, we're gonna be real. We're gonna have real conversations and real talk about understanding. In Los Angeles, things are different, right? Things are different. We expect success, number one. We expect entertainment. That's for that's for sure. I was going to say for two, but that is for sure. That's number one. We got to be entertained. But I just want to let you know, just in other places, it's not like this. It is not like this. So as much as I say we're spoiled, we also need to be appreciative. Because I'm saying, I've been in places where when things are going good, hey, everybody's excited. The city's excited. The people are excited, right? You're yelling, you're screaming, high fives all around. But then when it's not going good, you can't just turn the page to Lakers or baseball, Dodgers. You can't do that in other areas. You're stuck with that. And that misery, sometimes it seeps into the fabric of the city. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that. That's the part of football people don't understand. I didn't like that part because it, it was like doom and gloom sometimes, unless you have success. Whereas here in Los Angeles, you don't have that same doom and gloom. It's not like that. Every day is sunny in L.A., and especially here on the Gridiron Weekly now that we can still talk about your football needs, but then also to be able to go out and still watch our other teams here in Los Angeles. And just so happens, guess what? They're actually pretty good teams to watch. So sorry for calling us all spoiled, calling you out there spoiled. We're not spoiled. We're we're I just think that we we have a lot going on, and it's okay to say, guess what? Los Angeles right now currently is the best media market in the country because of how successful sports is. But guess what? The one thing I was thinking about, too, I was thinking about this as we start to get into some actual football talk in just a couple of minutes, is that when you start to think about the success of the teams in L.A., and how it's pushed other teams, how it's pushed maybe our college programs, UCLA, U- USC, how it's pushed maybe the Chargers or the Rams, Dodgers, Lakers, to do more, to do more. The Kings, right? <laughs> Shout out to my hockey guys as well. Like, you got to think about that. Like we're pushing everybody to be better because in Los Angeles, a born product will get walked over very quickly very easily we're not going to allow that to happen okay so you better be exciting you you better have something going because if you don't look (laughs) we are going to move right past you that's just the way that it is but you know what i I need to make sure i introduce and talk to our fans i need to make sure we introduce we need to talk and figure out just how we want to go about the la gridiron weekly each and every week I want to hear from you, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. My question for the day, because I forgot to give you guys the question of the day. As we get come back, we'll start the second quarter of the show as I break this show down in quarters. But my, my question to you guys, your thoughts on football in L.A. so far? It's been five years. Wow, can you believe that? Five years. And I say that because 2016, yes football returned to Los Angeles with the Rams. It has been five years of football back in LA. I want to get your thoughts on it. Tell me what you think about it, what you feel about it. Are you excited for the future? I want to hear from you. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I also mentioned this too. You got to have splash if you want to dance in LA. You gotta have splash if you want to dance in LA. I'll tell you about that dance in just a little bit coming up here on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. Eight-year NFL veteran, former NFL star linebacker in the National Football League, longtime Raider, Jacksonville, Jaguar, Buffalo Bill, but also now your current host of Los Angeles Rams pregame, post-game, halftime here. On 710 ESPN, your phone calls more than welcome, 877-710-ESPN, 877 I'll get to some of the splash and dance in just a minute, but I do want to head to the phone lines because this show is not about me. It's not about you. It's about us, and I'm going to make sure we always talk about us here on L.A. Gridiron Weekly. But let's go out to uh, Pasadena. Mike, over in Pasadena, what's up, man? You're on with Kirk here on LA Gridiron Weekly. How you doing, Mike?
0: Hey, how's it going, Kirk? I was uh, just calling to congratulate you, man. I'm a longtime, lifetime Raider fan, and I uh, appreciate uh, what you're doing, and uh, I see the success. You're rising the ladder, man. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Mike,
1: appreciate that. Uh, Mike, For a qu- don't go. Just one second, because I- I've had some pushback a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, can you hear me? I've had some pushback on Twitter right. where I said I'm covering – football in los angeles and so i said there's going to be yeah there's going to be rams a ton of rams because this is the home of the rams here at 710 espn chargers as well the other team in the market but i'm going to sprinkle in some raiders football i know they play in vegas but i guess for people who push back on me on twitter at kirk morrison and said Why are you going to talk about the Raiders? They're not in Los Angeles. I said, if you don't live in L.A. and understand that there's a footprint of Raider fans that still live here, you don't understand the Los Angeles market. So it's guys like you, Mike. I just want to make sure guys like you understand that I hear you. Your team will be represented as well in the Raiders, man. So when you hear people tell you that, like, I just want to make sure I'm not wrong for including the Raiders when we talk about Los Angeles football because they have a footprint here. 0%
0: 0% wrong, 0% <laughs> wrong. I grew up in the Coliseum. My dad was a season ticket holder. We're still here, you know, so don't let those people uh, mess up your vibe, you know.
1: <laughs> All good, man. Appreciate the phone call, Mike. I appreciate that. That's Mike in Pasadena. Um, definitely, look, like, I'm excited. As I said, you know, a lot of people have been giving out congrats. Um, you know, for my, my own show, my first time having my own show, by the way. So, you know, a lot of times I'm, you know, usually the co-host, I'm the analyst, but to be able to come in and be able to to drive my own show, you know, pretty excited about that and excited to share it all with you here. So right now, if you're driving, you know, on the, the PCH, you're on the 405, you're on the 10, 105, the 110, 610. 73 wherever you at down here in southern california man i hopefully uh that you're listening paying attention and if you want to call in you're more than welcome to as we kind of get into a lot of football over the next couple hours this is a two-hour show 9 a.m to 11 a.m every saturday following dr clapper and uh, a guy who i can't wait i told you about him earlier but my interview um with sam farmer i can't wait to for you guys to listen to sam outstanding columnist for the los angeles times that interview will run at 9 55 a.m that's right 9 55 a.m so make sure you set an alarm and listen to the guy who has seen relocation twice here in los angeles but back to the phone lines we go uh let's go to line three with bruce over in Almonte. monte what's up bruce hello hello what's up bruce yeah, it's Jesus. Uh, not Bruce, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus! What's up, man? How you doing, hey, Jesus? Man, hey, welcome to L.A. Gridiron Weekly, brother.
0: Hey, man, I'm always, I'm always watching you. Ever since you left the Raiders, I'm always watching you. So, like, Mike, congrats, man. Um, Thank you. I just want to know, uh, can we get some stories of what it was like playing with Derek Burgess and Namdi Azemov? Some somewhere down the line, and uh, <laughs> is your dad gonna be sitting in the same spot with the new stadium, or what's gonna go on with that? <laughs>
1: Oh, man, appreciate it, Bruce. Yeah, you know what? I have to figure out a time. We're going to do this, Bruce. And it's guys like you and the people out there, and it's honestly, you know, the stories of playing in the National Football League, the great players that I've been around, Um, I want to tell some of those stories. So i got to figure out a time within the show that we can go down to story time, right, or for games I've played, the locker rooms I've been in. You know, I'm, I'm very lucky that my rookie year, right, Bruce, Um, I got drafted to the Oakland Raiders, 2005, the 78th overall pick in that draft. And I walked into a locker room. Here I am, fresh out of San Diego State University, right? Fresh out. I'm a rookie, wide-eyed. I'm drafted. Um, You know, I go back home to where I'm from, first of all. Like, dream come true, right? Tears rolling down my eyes. You know, Kirk Morrison. I'll tell my draft story a little bit later. we got a couple episodes before we get to the draft, so I'm kind of keeping some of the draft talk for later shows, okay? because if I just give it all to you now, I don't want you to forget about them. I want it fresh on your mind, because we're going to get into a lot of draft talk here. We're going to talk to a lot of UCLA Bruins. We're going to talk to some USC Trojans, guys that are going to be up for this draft in 2021. But just going back to 2005, when I got drafted, um, I walked into a locker room. Okay? And, and this is goes for a lot of athletes or just players in general. It sometimes it's the locker rooms that you walk in help mold you. They help shape you. I walked into a locker room in 2005 where my locker mate or I call him or I don't know if I call a locker mate because I walked into this Raiders locker room. And I was number fifty two. Yes, I was fifty two before Khalil Mack. So yes, Khalil Mack was a Raider. He was number fifty two. Yes, we share the same initials and KM, he's Khalil Mack. I'm Kirk Morrison, but I was KM five two before Khalil Mack. Anyway, but I'm looking for locker number fifty two. I walk around the locker, I'm looking for it, I finally find locker fifty two. There it is. And look, trust me, the emotions overwhelming for me. I walk into a practice locker room, and there it is, 52. But to the left of the locker was locker number two. And then to the left of that locker was locker number 24. And I'm kind of going through my mental Rolodex of numbers on the Raiders at the time. And I'm saying, man, who's number two? There, there is no number two on the Raiders. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. But I knew next to that locker was locker 24. I said, oh, I know who that is. That was Charles Woodson so I couldn't figure it out it's like I got ready for practice that day it was a mini camp and they had the full mini camp as I sat down and I got dressed you know rookies are there early I mean we're there early early so I'm dressed ready to go like <laughs> you know like an hour before practice and then all the veterans come in maybe you know 30 minutes 15 minutes before practice and they get all start to get ready but I remember walking I mean this guy walked in. And I said, Oh, there goes Charles Woodson. He sat right next to, you know, in the, in the middle of the lockers, 24, number two. And I'm like, And he, first of all, he says, Hey, what's up, Brooke? How you doing, man? I heard you from Oakland. I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm from Oakland, man. Appreciate it. He's like, All right, man. let's go out there and ball out. And so, first of all, I'm already excited because a guy who I watched in Charles Woodson is sitting like right next to me. Like, I was a fan of his, and now I'm like, This is my teammate. Like, it's unreal. But then it kind of dawned on me. I looked and I realized Charles Woodson had two lockers. <laughs> he had locker 24 and he had locker two. Number two was his college number. First of all, one of the only defensive players to win the Heisman. But he wore number two to practice and number 24 in the game. So, yeah, that that these are some of the stories that I can't wait to tell you. Just I'm just growing up and looking at some of these players and all of a sudden you're guys who you are fans of now your teammates I'm calling the huddle as a middle linebacker and telling Charles Woodson what to do <laughs> it's still mind-blowing for me at times but um, that was one of the things that Bruce asked and also too, my dad he's a season ticket holder longtime Raiders season ticket holder I was a season ticket holder as well but when the Raiders moved, you know we sat in the upper deck 325 section me and my dad and so a lot of people And I'll get into those stories as well. Um, They always ask me about my dad because he's a longtime Raiders season ticket holder that when I played in the NFL, everyone thought that he would upgrade his seats. He sat at the top. When I say the top, he was, you know, he was over by the Seagulls, but that's where our tickets were. It was cost efficient for our family to go watch football. But when I was drafted, he was like, I'm not moving. He's like, why? I know you playing, son, but. This is, this is how I watch the game. I like being up here. I like seeing everything. And I like the, the community, the group that I grew up with who were around and watched me play. They were still there. So it's, it's, it's funny that a lot of people always ask me that. And we'll see now that fans will be allowed in stadiums across California. Right? Football would now be allowed to be watched, to be spectated by fans in Los Angeles, around the state of California. Something that I'm very, very excited about that as well. Look, I didn't get a chance to get to um, something that I wanted to talk about just because I talked about the splash and dance. We'll get to that coming up. But more of your phone calls as well, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Because I wanted to get your thoughts on football in Los Angeles. Five years already. Five years. Football in Los Angeles. Just kind of get your thoughts on what you think so far. Has it been a home run? Has it been great? Has it kind of gave you an an appetite more for football than you thought you may have because it's now in your home market? That's the question for today here on LA Gridiron Weekly. You can reach me on Twitter at Kirk Morrison, on Instagram as well at Kirk Morrison because I mentioned it a second ago, but there's something that you have to do. Sometimes you got to have splash. Sometimes it's the splash that's unknown, but sometimes it's a splash that people can't understand. But when you finally see it, you say, oh, that makes sense. We'll get into what makes sense as well as your phone calls next here on LA Gridiron Weekly with Kirk Morrison on 710 ESPN. Mm, Back here on LA Gridiron Weekly, Hashtag L-A-G-W here on 710 ESPN. So excited to be with you, as always. I'm your host, Kirk Morrison, eight-year NFL veteran, linebacker in the National Football League. and I've been taking your phone calls as we introduce this show, introducing the show to you all out there, the listeners, who still got that appetite for football, well, yet, you know, you still can go watch the Lakers. You can still go watch the Clippers and Dodgers and Angels and Kings whatever your appetite is, but still be able to get caught up on what's going on in the national football league. Because you know what, in Los Angeles, I mentioned a little bit earlier, if you just now joined the program, just how spoiled that we are in Los Angeles to have so many great teams, different sports, different things to do. And yet you still have an opportunity to get caught up on what's going on with the Rams, the chargers, right? Even the Raiders here on LA gridiron weekly. So, so much to get to as well. And I mentioned a little bit earlier, in terms of just the splash that you have to have the splash so far has been the Rams in Los Angeles. They got here first in terms of the second relocation, right? They got here first, 2016, they rammed. they left St. Louis, they get here to Los Angeles. And I just want to take people back to that moment. And I don't know how many people were there, but There's memorable games, right? Memorable games that I've been to, I've played in, I've watched. But there's sort of a feeling that you get of those games that you'll never, ever forget. For me, that was 2016. That was a preseason game. A preseason game in Los Angeles. The return of football to Los Angeles. It's when the Los Angeles Rams at the LA Coliseum were hosting the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know who all remembers that game, but I'll tell you this it was the closest thing I felt to a Super Bowl environment, atmosphere. And look, I've covered the last, what, seven Super Bowls, except for this past year, the pandemic covered it. Uh, At home, I didn't make this one, but having been around to that game, the atmosphere at the L.A. Coliseum on that day in August, the first game back to Los Angeles between the Rams and the Cowboys, it was electric. It was unbelievable. That was the game in which I was like, now, look, I know there's a lot of Cowboys fans there, but there were a lot of just football fans in general. People still understanding the Rams are now their team at that time in 2016. But the splash in which the Rams came back with, having drafted a quarterback, number one overall, had a running back in Ty Gurley, I so much like it was splash. The splash was here. Football was back in Los Angeles. And I remember, well, the thing I remember the most is, by the way, doing a pregame show for the Rams here on 17 ESPN and finishing the show about five minutes or I'd say five to 10 minutes before kickoff and going from the set of which the show, the pregame show was at and walking into the LA Coliseum and realizing that it was going to take a lot longer than 10 minutes to get to my seat because I got to my seat in 12, 13 minutes. And in that two or three minute window, I forgot about, Yeah, there was a kickoff return for a touchdown. Remember that? The first play in the L.A. Coliseum of the opening kickoff by the Dallas Cowboys was returned for a touchdown. I said, oh, my God, what is this? But it didn't deter the fans. It didn't deter the energy that was in the stadium that day for a preseason football game. That's the stuff that I get excited about. I get goosebumps about. I really do. And that's why I want to get your thoughts so far on football here in Los Angeles. The splash, has it been splashed for you? What are your thoughts on football in Los Angeles and I'm still want to go to the phone lines. I want to see what Jeff. Jeff, you're over in Temple City on line 4, Jeff. Welcome to LA Gridiron hey, uh, Weekly. What you got going on? What's hey, up, Jeff?
0: Hey, Kirk, congratulations on the new show. This is nice. I'll Thanks, be listening to it for, uh, every uh, every Saturday, man, cuz uh, I know you've been around the radio. And you know your stuff. So, uh, uh, this is great. Uh, Appreciate
1: that. Buckle up. Buckle up, Jeff. I want to make sure you got to buckle up because this is going to be a ride that we're going we gonna to take for a long time. Uh, we're
0: but... <laughs> we're going to ride it, baby. We're going to go on LL Cool J. There we go. We're going to ride it, baby.
1: <laughs> Sounds uh, good, man. What you got? Uh,
0: anyway, um, I was a Ram ticket season holder in Anaheim, yes. and then they moved to uh, St. Louis, and I disowned them. Okay, mm. and then. The Raiders, I went to a couple Raider games, but Al had a deal at Hollywood Park, right? and he blew it off. He went back to Oakland, and he tried to come back to L.A.,
1: and the NFL
0: wouldn't let him, okay? I became a Charger fan, okay? And now they're in L.A. The Spanos, I don't care what anybody says about them, and Tom Telesco, the GM, have done a heck of a job since they've been in LA and I've got season tickets whenever we can get to the new stadium, but I'm going to tell you something right now. My, my nickname is bolt city. Okay. Okay. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook and we're going to own this town eventually <laughs> because they're doing things right.
1: Yeah. Well, they're doing things right. I, and, and
0: Sam and Sam Farmer, I know you're going to have on your, in about Surely. four minutes. Yes. He'll tell you the history, dude. I mean, I mean, the Rams and the Raiders blew L.A. out. And I find it hard for anybody who lives here like I was born and raised here who can still root for them. I really don't get it.
1: Yeah. Appreciate the phone call, Jeff, man. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I understand. Trust me, I do. People saying, hey, the Raiders and – Rams were already here. They left us. And now they, the Rams come back. The Chargers are here originally, but originally, but remember they went down to San Diego. They took their football down to San Diego. Now they're coming back here. And there's a lot of news about the Chargers the last couple of days um, in the, uh, in the news as well. We can get to that. You know, I ask Sam Farmer uh, about that coming up here and we got a little halftime, right? We've had a lot so far. First hour of the program is kind of flown by almost. And I'm, excited that we've got uh, we've covered a little bit we're going to get more in depth and that's why I have a little halftime segment all right little halftime to where we can just kind of take a breather relax get caught back up on what's going on and I mentioned Sam Farmer he'll be coming up in a couple of about five minutes the LA Times columnist and sports writer who covers the NFL and a guy who look he actually covered me (laughs) so he's been a one guy that I'll tell you this for a Every time the NFL would talk about football, especially about Los Angeles, he has been the guy to ask those tough questions. What would the NFL do? What would they do about football in LA? Sam Farmer's been the guy that has had it covered. So I'm gonna get his thoughts on football in Los Angeles so far and just on how it all happened, right? It's been five years. I cannot believe five seasons have passed and football is now supplanted here. In Los Angeles. So much to get to as well here. 877 ESPN, 877 710 3776. This is LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN.